Hello all and welcome back to the Missing Manual podcast. Today we'll be discussing the latest entry in the Pokemon series, Arceus, and we'll be having a little gander at the newest From Software game, Elden Ring. This is Zach and Connor signing on for a special feature edition of Newsreel. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Mr. Manual Podcast. Zach and Connor once again coming at you with some fresh news. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about Pokemon Arceus, which came out a little while ago, which I've been really enjoying. Um, you've been playing it as well, haven't you, Zach? I have, mate. It's been fantastic. Mm, I, I still can't figure out how to say it properly. I, I, I actually did Google it earlier on. Arceus. Um, Arce- I think it's, I thought it was, I always said Arceus. Yeah, so if you're Japanese, it's Arceus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, apparently it's supposed to be Arceus. Arceus. Um, and like, honestly, like I just... I. I think I just used to call it Arceus just because of the name, Because right? yeah. it well, just sounds like like a bum, right? Like a bum. So, like a bum. <laughs> Arse, obviously, yeah. This is but, a, but the, this is a game, UK podcast. <laughs> yeah, so uh, but no, no, the game the game is, is is better than better than it sounds if you call the game it is, Arceus. The game is slapping. Yeah, the game is really enjoyable. <laughs> Honestly, it's <laughs> like slapping arses. We're off to a good start. <laughs> it's only gonna go downhill. I said this before we began, right? It only goes downhill after the intro and it's it's, it's, it's literally happened already <laughs> we went from on fire to going down in flames going down in literal flames um yeah but but yeah pokemon arceus uh i said this um in the last newsreel we did that i was super excited for it to come out um i wanted to see what it was what it was all about and you know i'm, I'm not disappointed at all i think it is i think it's really good i think it's genuinely a really really enjoyable pokemon game and it's something that is you know for the first time since I would say since Pokemon Ranger uh, and the Mystery Dungeon games that I've actually felt super drawn in by a Pokemon game. Yeah, they've gone they've, they've gone in a different direction to the usual normal Pokemon experience that you get, right? But there is enough of it there to make it feel like it's Pokemon. You know, they, they've, yeah. they've done such a good job of capturing that Pokemon magic and, and giving it a, a fresh lick of paint for sure. Mm. Yeah, it's obviously this this game is you know for anyone who's not convinced or hasn't checked it out yet, right? But likes the original Pokemon games. It plays very differently to the original Pokemon games for sure. This is why I say it about Mystery Dungeon and Ranger, because I think those games are probably the best comparisons for Pokemon games that really break the mold of what Pokemon is. Because um, that's exactly what this game is to me. Like it completely breaks, you know, the bog standard mold of Pokemon. Yeah, definitely. And it does it in all the right ways as well. Oh, 100%, it, it's yeah. so, so, so good and, and very, very well executed. But it was one of those things, I think, with regards to marketing, it flew under the radar for me for the longest time. This wasn't one that I was yeah. necessarily really looking forward to or that I had heard an awful lot about up until maybe, you know, a couple of weeks, really, before it came out. To be fair, I should insert the clip, actually, because in the previous news uh, episode, you stated you weren't going to play this game um, and it didn't interest you very much. Did I actually say that? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. Well, I mean, if I did, then I feel like a fool now. Uh, <laughs> I might have to clip that, it. That would have been a regret, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure you were you were not totally on the you were on the fence about it, or you weren't you weren't super interested or about it. Okay, um, in the in the interest of um, of like editing purposes, I'm oh. going to do like a sound effects now of us going back in time, and then you should enter it there, and then <laughs> we'll come back to the conversation straight after. So here we go. <laughs> 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 oh my god! <laughs> but, but you actually did, uh, did, did get it, didn't you, Zach? And if I'm right, you did it 100 percent for that meme you saw, right? The Snorlax meme. 
Oh, mate, it was, yeah. It was, was all it, about the Snorlax meme. The Alpha Snorlax. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just, it was a video clip of like Alpha Snorlax just being there. And he's huge. Like he's massive. He's got glowing ass red eyes. And there's this this tiny little Pokemon that the player's thrown out. And he just hyper beams it and it just obliterates <laughs> he it. He just fucks it up in a just massive way. utterly annihilates it. So, it is a fantastic um, meme, to be fair. And, you know, it's, it sold a copy of the game to you so it's done its job right it absolutely did i saw that and i was like i i have to see this for myself <laughs> like i have to go and do this um and it, yeah the game has definitely not disappointed no 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 this is this is what i mean about this game right i'm i'm very curious to see where the pokemon team go next with this you know they finally broken the mold and made you know what everyone wanted for so long right which was a uh an open world pokemon game like a truly open world pokemon game fully 3d as well um I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if this is going to bleed into their uh, next mainline Pokemon game, or I've heard rumors saying that we're going to get more of these legend games. So the fact that they've called it Legends of Ars- uh, you know, Legends Arceus, right, implies that they're going to try and create like a sub-brand of game. It does, it game does indicate that. And, and I yeah. think if they did, um, I think that because I haven't been invested in the main series for a long time, and because yeah. this is such a breath of fresh air, this would definitely be a good way to get players like me back on the bandwagon. Yeah, I, I think there's um, potential for that for sure. I, I would like them to integrate this kind of gameplay into the normal games as well, but I also understand if they were to go down this Legends path, you know, that also wouldn't be... I wouldn't mind it too much either. That wouldn't be a bad thing at all. No, I don't think it'd be too bad at all. I'll, t- um, I'll tell you one of the one of the biggest things that I've enjoyed straight off of the bat is, is the fact that there isn't two versions of the game. No, it's you know you know how one. a lot in, yeah. in a lot of games you had like uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Yeah, you I had mean, well, Diamond and Pearl. Every single one, pretty much, man, has had. That. Yeah, even Sword and Shield had that last time when it came out as well. Definitely, and and I like the fact that this is just its own game. You don't, yeah. you can, you could complete the Pokedex just by having this one game. You don't yeah. have to yeah. trade no. really, because um, even the Pokemon that would normally would have to be traded along, um, you you can actually get items just to be able to evolve them on your own. So yeah. You could play this offline, and you could complete the full game and have a full Pokedex by the end of it if you wanted to. And I love that. It's yeah, it's it's, it's interesting for sure. Like the way they've done it, obviously, like the two game system has been so iconic for Pokemon throughout the years. Right? It's always been what's made Pokemon Pokemon. The fact that there are two games that exist, and then usually they release a third game. Obviously, that's sort of slowed down now because you know the advent of DLC is upon us. Right? So in Sword and Shield, obviously, they they did do two games. They did Sword and Shield, but they've actively now started to put DLC into the game as well. So they've yeah. made a season pass. They've actually put DLC into the game. It's not like the old days where they did Pearl and Platinum, uh, Pearl and Diamond and then made Platinum or Sun and Moon and then made Ultra Sun and Moon or those games um, or even Ruby and Sapphire and then made Emerald. And all that was was a further carry on of the game, the first two games. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, I mean, maybe maybe it's, it's cut down on the market a little bit in terms of like, you know, mm-hmm. there are definitely dedicated players that would go out and buy both copies, right? Oh, uh, yeah, the, the but, super, 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 like mega, you know, mega fans, right, would definitely go out and do that for sure. Yeah, uh, and I mean, like even myself, like Gen 1 and Gen 2, I've got all of the yeah. all of the copy. Well, I say all of the copy. I don't have Crystal, but I've yeah. got like Gold and Silver. I've got, um, I've got well, red, that was the same with Crystal, Blue right and Yellow. Is, yeah. It's the same one. Like that's always existed as sort of like their version of a DLC before they could do DLCs for games, right? yeah. or expansion passes for games, or expansion packs for games. Really, that's, yeah, exactly. That's what those games always served as. But but also the two game system was always one of those things back in the day, right? That you could get once again because of a time period. You could you know have opposite games to your friends, and you can give or your Pokemon siblings, to your friends, yeah. or your siblings, yeah? yeah, and and you could give them the Pokemon you can't get, and vice versa, right? So it created that kind of community before online communities were a thing and yeah. could prosper as a thing um 
but like I said, I think this is a very strong direction for them. I, I said this in the original when we talked about it. I think it's it's definitely going in a really good direction. I want to I want to see what they do next. I'm really excited to see what they do next. I don't know if they're yeah. planning on making any kind of DLC for this game or what. I, I don't know. I genuinely not too sure what they're going to do. There's definitely a, a lot of a lot of uh, kind of unnecessary gump that they've shed from the game. Oh, 100. Um, yeah. And I'd say especially in and around stuff like having to go through gym leaders uh, yes, to be able yes. to control certain levels of Pokemon or to get yeah. to certain areas. It's like now now the emphasis has really been played on capturing pokemon and understanding them more so yeah. the pokedex is far more dynamic and it's you know it's not even a piece of tech now it's basically like a scrapbook it's just a book isn't it yeah like a journal yeah exactly but yeah. what you do is with regards to the pokedex you have certain criteria missions if you will that you have to complete with those pokemon so say yes. you have to see it do a certain move an x x amount of times or you have to catch a certain amount or evolve a certain amount of those and that will work towards your completion of the pokedex for that entry for that pokemon's entry all that gives you kind of xp to move at your player level as well doesn't it and in doing so, exactly give yeah. you access to more things and higher ranked pokemon so the game is less about kind of you battling to become like a pokemon champion and more it's more like pokemon research game isn't it yeah then it, it, it's it's kind of it's putting you in a position where it encourages you to go and learn more about the universe that you're yeah. in. And I like that. I like that a lot. I like the, like... the takeaway. If I can describe it like that, it's perfect. Yeah, it is literally like, instead of being, you know, trying to be the Pokemon champion and, and catching them all and, and battling all these high people, you're you're literally like a researcher. Like you're out there yeah. investigating the land uh, and you're taking it a bit slower. Battling does exist in the game. Um, but it is nowhere near as forced as it is in the other games, obviously. Yeah, right? it's it's not Where battling it, it, is like a major anything, component of the game. Yeah, if anything, it is. It's more of a. It's more of a sideline. It is more of a, more of a yeah, You can yeah. do it if you want to, yeah. right? Uh, and they've is, done that both both with trainers and yeah. with um, and with wild Pokemon as well. Wild, and, you wild can, encounters as well. Yeah. But you know, if you don't want to get into a fight, you do have the ability if if you use a little bit of stealth and cunning yeah. that you can capture Pokemon without even having to having yeah. to use your yeah. own party, which is super cool. It's, it's it's very interesting, right? The way the ways they've kind of thrown that in. Uh, I, th- I think another really cool thing about it, about that having that three D space finally, um, is just being able to put your own Pokemon out of their Pokeballs and so interact like, with them. Yeah, yeah, you can you can just throw your Pokemon out of your Pokeball. You can throw them all out of your Pokemon as well, a ball, and just you know, interact with them and stuff like that. That's super cool. Like, just being able to do that, right? The other Pokemon games have done it in other ways before. Uh, like, Sword and Shield had the camp system, obviously. Uh, yeah. And then the new Pearl remake took um, Gold and Silver's old remake where they could walk around with a Pokemon behind you. Yeah. That kind P- of thing. Pikachu and um, Eevee Go as well also had the yes, same feature where you similar had Pokemon feature, following right? you. Yeah. Um, and then you obviously have, like, the daycares and stuff like that as well. But but besides those, and obviously Sword and Shield is one, like I said, having the camp where you can interact with your Pokemon, that's it sort of. So being able to just dynamically pull your Pokemon out of the Pokeball and like talk to them, that's such a cool feature and such a feature that makes Pokemon Pokemon, right? Even if you watch the anime, right? It's always just been a thing. And it's yeah. really cool to be able to actually do that in the game, just to be able to throw your Pokeball out and boom, just Pokemon in front of you, right? Yeah, it, you know, instead of them just being like a JRPG crew, yeah. they're, they're now actually your companions. Yeah, so you it, it feels out. a lot more involved and a lot more invested, yeah. right? And also, like I said, more just more, more just realistic to the Pokemon fantasy, right? Like it, it 100% sells the expectation that people had when they watched the anime series all those years ago, right? Yeah, it does. And I think it's something that we've, that's been sorely lacking in the in the series oh, for, yeah, for totally, a while. Yeah. You know, that, yeah, that yeah. personal touch is everything, right? Exactly, especially to a game like Pokemon, right, as well. That's had such a pedigree now. And and, and also, it's, it's very good that this is coming now because, like I said, like, oh, man, it, 
for for them, right, it, it's obviously so hard to innovate on a franchise that's been existing for so long, which is why I made reference to Pokemon Ranger, for example. That was another one of those games that was really different to the usual Pokemon games. Yeah. And it also used the hardware really well. Like, it used the DS super well, you know, being able to use the stylus and control, like, the Beyblade or spinny things that the Rangers had. I don't know what they call them. Yeah, they're, um, they're, they, well, they are like um, they're like rods, aren't they? Yeah, they're like, they they're like rods and like ones, kind of, like, almost, almost like laser lassos, aren't they? Yeah, to capture them. And then obviously, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, which had um, more of an RPG feel, more of a JRPG battle, definitely, kind of feel, yeah, rather than an yeah. adventure game. That was an interesting one as well. It almost like had a had a kind of like an OG Dungeons and Dragons feel. Yeah, to it, it, it was like it, a dungeon, almost. a dungeon crawler esque sort of game. Yeah. Um, and I also got a remake a little while ago as well on it Switch. Did. But I never played it. it. I never played that one. I, I played the well demo. I, I played the demo, and oh, yeah. um, they've done a really, really good job of faithfully restoring oh, it. Oh, that's really good. I like that yeah. actually because, like I said, it's another one of those you know rare Pokemon games that that is a bit different. And I'm not I'm not talking about Pokemon Snap here either, by the way, which is also another good game. Um, but that is like very, very, very different, right? Very, very different to to what I'm referring to here. But I guess that is another Pokemon game you could talk about potentially. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. They've they've branched out every now and again, but they have they've always played it quite safe. Yeah, of, of, a, the, of a game the tried and tested method, right? Traditionally, like an RPG, for example, right? That's what I'm trying to get. At, I think like Pokemon Snap obviously isn't like an RPG per se, um, not like the original games were, or not like Arceus is either, right? Yeah, like an actual RPG. Um, but but yeah, like I, I think it's a very very good game. It's a very valid and welcome entry to the Pokemon universe. I'm interested to see where they take it next. Um, people should check it out if you have a Switch. 100% get this game, check it out. Visually, it looks really good. Um, I know some people have complained a lot online, a lot online, about the visuals of the game. I've seen many complaints about the visuals of the game. Um, but in all fairness, I don't think it looks too bad, personally. Th- those complaints aren't particularly well-founded. No, um, no, I, I, like... I, I do not think that that it, that it affects affects the game in the slightest. No, I, I think the see, gameplay is solid. I, I can see that you know. All right, so the trees aren't in in the highest of high yeah, definitions, no, 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 right? No, no, no. But they're just trees. They're there yeah. as they're 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 a background set piece, aren't they? This is yeah. what I said. This is what I mean about Game Freak taking the time, right, and 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 making this themselves and and doing this from scratch, and it being such an innovation from the other stuff they've done before, right? There was bound to be compromises being made here and there, right? So you can tell the environment art has 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 been compromised to make up for the game for sure. But it's nowhere near like to the level people saying it's affecting their enjoyment of the game. No, definitely like, not. I feel definitely like there is not. a good sense of entitlement here because it's just like, ah, oh, like it's not that bad at all, right? Like these are the same people, obviously, that complained about the infamous Spider-Man puddle thing, you know, when the puddles were shown off at Gamescom and it was like, oh my God, look how realistic the puddles look. And then the game came out and the puddles looked kind of flat, even though they looked totally fine. And everyone was like, I can't believe the puddles look this shit. What are you but doing? It's, it's a puddle, my guy, you know? Like, <laughs> it's it... a puddle, but it's a tree. It's like, chill the fuck out it's not that bad yeah it doesn't yeah. look too bad yes yes i would have loved this game to look just like breath of the wild yeah 100 it would have been incredible if it did and i feel like in the future we're going to get that you know they're going to innovate on this they're going to make it yeah. better all the time in the future we could have literally breath of the wild pokemon you know that's not this but it doesn't have to be that you know it this have is to be this is the breath first the step on a, on a yeah. very very successful path i think and, uh, it is 100 we, you know? we um I think us as consumers and, uh, and as fans, we need to embrace that and allow them the time to grow. Exactly. Because right. the, the thing is, if if um, if we do shut Game Freak down, they won't make any more games like this, and exactly. it, and they won't get better. We won't improve on that. They'll just they just exactly. won't bother. And and it needs it needs that type of innovation because, like I said, Pokemon is an old an old franchise. This series has been around for decades it's so old now right it's so so yeah. old and the games themselves yeah have barely changed in that time at all barely changed the core gameplay loop for sword and shield is still the same core gameplay loop that was established in red and blue 
Yeah. Still, still, it's still the same gameplay loop with bits and bounds. But I don't know, you know, like I said, we've had some that finally broke the mold: Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, Pokemon Ranger, and even Pokemon Ranger, right? Was ages ago, you know, ages was, ago. Yeah. It, Back on the DS, exactly. Yeah. Pokemon Snap got a remake again, like you said. Mystery Dungeon got a remake again. Game Freak is showing they are finally going to branch back out to those other things. You know, I feel like we should totally support them. We shouldn't be embracing shouldn't be shutting them down. Yeah, yeah, we shouldn't be shutting them down or being like, oh, it doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild does. Oh, why doesn't it look as good as Breath of the Wild does? It's on the Switch. Nintendo did it. They should be able to do it as well. But it's just like, yeah. um, they need the time. This they is the thing. This the is the thing with with Nintendo and their and their affiliates. Uh, you know, developers. Right? Is yeah. that innovation is at the forefront, right? And always, Pokemon, always the way, right? It's always been Pokemon the way needed that. Oh, yeah, 100%, so, yeah, hundred percent, it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and like, I even think, even from the, the kind of the time period that they go for here, right? This is this is way back in a time when Pokemon were completely, you know, they they were just mm. unknown. It's to, also quite to... interesting because it fully catalyzes again the fact that Pokemon have and will kill humans. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fully yeah, canon, like, fully canon people in the law now, which is crazy. Pokemon have, will, and can kill humans. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I, every every element of it is fantastic. Yeah. It's good, you know, like I said, it's, it's realistic, right? And it, it makes it feels, sense for the time period. Yeah. Um, and it picked you feel, a very You feel good, the danger. Yeah. You definitely feel the danger. They, they picked a very good era as well to kind of draw from. So when I first started playing the game, I first watched my friends play the game, I immediately kind of picked up on this kind of era they've gone for. They've kind of gone for that... Feudal, um, feudal Japan. Feu- not so much feudal. It's almost at the end of feudal Japan. Yeah. So think uh, the Last Samurai, that era. You know. Yeah. The Last Samurai set, obviously, the like, end like of the um, the beginning, kind of, of a kind of a feudal slash um, kind yes. of like the new the new imperial. Yeah, yeah it Japan, was be- right? the beginning of the imperial government of Japan and yeah. the removal of the feudal government, removal of the samurai. That because you see these old villages, uh, but you also see modern esque brick buildings. Yeah, um, and it's exactly the same. the The outfits the characters wear as well. Some of the characters they have that kind of same style. Like if you watch uh, the Fall of a Samurai, right, you see people in very similar dress. Um, yeah. When a lot of Japanese people started to embrace a more Western style of dress with suits and whatnot yeah. and jackets, like even, even the kimono is is more yeah. of a stylized Western kimono, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is you know they've got like cravats around the neck and stuff like that. You know, yeah. traditional things that gentlemen would wear back in the day. So they've they picked a very cool kind of period of history here and they've translated it to Pokemon really well which is yeah. very very cool which also shows once again you know Game Freak have have mirrored our own world in the Pokemon world which is something they've always tried to do you know obviously with the regions as well right so uh, obviously the new region that came in Sword and Shield that is their version of England in the Pokemon world yeah um, I, even in even in my notes I kind of made a, I made reference yeah. to the to the technology because um, like with the Pokeballs and stuff like that they are yeah. They, you can craft them, you can buy them, and whatnot. But they they kind of hearken to that kind of like almost like a feudal punk style, it is, where yeah, it's, it it's kind of like the the mixture of modern technology with that kind of like old wooden works. You know, very similar in the same way. You remember, you know, like we we were talking about the uh, the arcade game Ninja Assault, right? Yes, yeah. It's got that kind of feel to it, where they have guns, but they're like feudal punk guns, yeah, aren't it's they? Like, like, a, they're like wooden furniture and little bit steampunk in a way, isn't it? Right, you've little got, bit steampunk, but more got, in the you've got yeah. kind of like machinery mixed with wood, so like things that move and like cogs and stuff like that that tick but with like wooden casings around them exactly that yeah and and the pokeballs uh, have kind of taken on that kind of that kind of role you've got potions yeah. as well but they're kind of made using the local herbs and stuff like that so you have that kind of like um you know like the natural remedies and stuff like that so yeah. it's it's very on brand and the theme is is really really well done the, the theming bleeds throughout like they've done a fantastic job conveying the storyline and conveying the world it's been in like i said it's just a shame that people are drowning out the cry drowning it out with cries of all oh, the trees look shit you know 
because I think Game Freak have, have really done a great deal of looking into visual identity of this game and seeing how they can stack it up and also to provide a kind of more lore about the Pokemon world, really, because this is sort of like the earliest kind of Pokemon game we've, we've really had in terms of the Pokemon world, right? On the timeline. So, it's, it's On the timeline. Yeah, the earliest. You know, the earliest one. Right? You're seeing like the Sinnoh region before it became the Sinnoh region, really, and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's super interesting that they've that they factored that in. And, and yeah, the amount of detail is great. It's very easy to get tied up on on, on little details, though, and people. There, there are sadly there there are a lot of a lot of folks that that they they thrive on the on the negative. Oh, of course, where, yeah. wherever they can find a, a, a problem or an issue, it's it's just a point that they will pick on and pick on and pick on. It's the it's the echo chamber, right? As well, right? There's many it is. people on these things that are also echoing the same thing over and over and over again. It's just you know. Oh, you know what I mean? It's it's frustrating, but I really do hope that people will see past this, you know, give it a chance yeah. because yeah. I really think that Game Freak have done quite a lot of good stuff here. And I and like I said originally, I saw some by that. I think it's got greater implications for the the overall series than we're aware of at the moment. Absolutely, like there's there's so much potential here, and I am I am I am overly keen to support that and to see it through because if if I'm if I'm going to get more installments like this game. I'm going to be a very happy chappy, and it's gonna. It's really going to bring me back into the into the fold for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. So pivoting away from that a little bit, just we're going to cover a few other stories today. Um, tomorrow is a massive day. Tomorrow is a big, big, big day. Yeah, this is uh, this is kind of something that's followed followed us through from from the the kind of the inception of the. Of the of the podcast, it has really. been, hasn't it? Yeah, we have actually spoke about it a few times, um, and a few news stories. We've we've had a few news reels, right? We've we've spoken about this game. We have, um, and yeah, it's finally happening, everyone. Tomorrow, the twenty fifth of February. This episode won't be out by then, most likely, but when it is, Alden Ring will finally be out in the public. Yep, I'm shook. It's finally happening. It's finally happened. <laughs> From Software's new game is going to be out. I cannot wait. I would squeal, but I'm not. I'm not going to do the squeal. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of disappointed now. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited. And and uh, so reviews are everywhere at the moment. They're dominating online. And to put it bluntly, from what people are saying, it is absolutely incredible. It's currently standing at a extremely high 97% on Metacritic, which is in the top echelon of games on the site. Um, there have only been. Uh, I think four games that have scored a 98 um, and Zelda Ocarina of Time is the only game on the platform that actually stands at 99% on Metacritic. Yeah, that's some um, some pretty impressive scores. Mm. So Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. A game that hasn't even released yet. It's incredible, right? It's absolutely incredible. It's up there with Breath of the Wild, Grand Theft Auto V, Metroid Prime. It's up there with some of the biggest games that have come out this year and previous years. Mario Galaxy as well. Mario Odyssey scored incredibly well. Also 97. Um, There's a theme here, by the way. Nintendo products. Most ones in the top are actually Nintendo products. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But... It's absolutely incredible to see the response so far from people. Numerous 10 out of 10s already from, from different um, different games, journalist sites. I cannot wait to dive into it because From Software time and time again have shown their, their absolute pedigree for making these games and making these games so well. Just making absolutely incredible game worlds that you can get lost in for hours. And to finally take that Dark Souls gameplay and stick it in an open world, it's exciting. It's incredibly yeah. exciting to see. Yeah, from from the kind of the limited exposure that I've had for it, obviously I've I've only seen uh, like maybe two trailers, um, 
Yeah, but I I really like what I'm seeing. Honestly, uh, dude, this is this is going to be the one. Like it's it's such a good mixture of mishmash of things finally you know because yeah. the dark souls series has always been, had this amazing world but it's always been very linear in in it's always been linear but always give the impression that it's not linear because the levels were so well designed this is them taking everything they've learned from all of their games dark souls sekiro and bloodborne and throwing it into one game and making that game open world you know they have they have taken literally little bits of all of their games and they've thrown them into this you know i some people have already gone to say this is from software's magnum opus it's the one yeah you know and from the trailer i get the impression you know they've, they've stayed incredibly on brand uh it's it's cryptic but it's suitably epic oh yeah yeah, you know, yeah which yeah. is exactly what you'd expect oh, from it's, a, from it's gonna game. it's gonna be cryptic as fuck right it's gonna i've already known for a fact that people um some people will be a bit disappointed because the game has obviously quite a few side quests to do but in true dark souls fashion it has no quest log it has no oh, quest great. log or quest tracking system you have to do it all yourself some reviewers have actually suggested having a notepad next to you when you play. That's uh, that's old school. That it is. is old school. I kind of like it though. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. It's it is exactly what I would expect from from Dark Souls yeah. doing an open world game, right? They will throw in the kind of Dark Soul Dark Souls kind of handicaps here and there, right, to make the players think on their feet. You know, it's like, oh, look at this massively open world, and I've got to track the, the stuff myself. I mean, I know for a fact there's a map, but I bet you there's no map like. Kind of, I bet you can't no, put indica- no player down. indicator of where you are on the map. I bet you can't put waypoints down. I bet waypoints oh, don't work yeah. on the game either. There is a player map, obviously, so you can see things on the map, which is good. There's a legend system. I know that for a fact as well. But actual waypoints, I don't know, man. Like, <laughs> I think Ghost of Tsushima did that really nicely as well, actually. That does have a full map with waypoints. If you want to use them, you can. But Ghost of Tsushima uses the wind to track. And that wow. is one of the... Honestly, I don't think I ever spoke about this. But Ghost of Tsushima has probably one of the best waypoint systems I've ever seen in, a, in an open world game. It's incredible. You set your waypoint, and then whatever waypoint you're following, you swipe on the touchpad, and the wind blows in the direction you have to head. That's brilliant. There's no other waypoints in Ghost of Tsushima, unless you've manually set them yourself, that you can follow. You just have to follow the wind. And how strong the wind is blowing is how close you are to where you're meant to go. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's so, so clever, honestly. Ghost of Tsushima, fantastic game as well. Yeah. Um, this, this game um... is going to definitely have elements of that into it, I think, as well. It's going to have very unconventional open-world concepts that people haven't seen before. Yeah, you know, and, and that's the thing, right? With with, uh, with a lot, well, with, with every From Software game I've ever I've ever touched, right? There is that kind of unique atmosphere and style that is just synonymous with their games. It, and it can't, like the, the gameplay is exactly the same thing, right? It cannot be. It cannot be understated, right? From Software literally, literally spawned this Souls genre of games, right? Which has since gone on to be replicated and reused by many other developers many of the developers have used this system you know so i think that's why it's such a big deal for them to release a game right because we've had a lot of games that bleed dark souls that have come out recently obviously we had neo 2 come out uh, a year and a bit ago we had obviously before order as well we were talking about that in the last episode, we the last episode. So, i was playing it last night as well really enjoying it still i'm, I'm glad um, I'm, re- I'm really glad about just got that. the double bladed lightsaber and it's sick oh doing flips and stuff it's proper cool man it is cool man uh, very very cool uh, you know, so for, for for the kings to finally come down and bestow us with a new Souls game, it's like, oh shit, dude, y'all get ready because you know, Neo Neo Two is a really good game, Fallen Order is a really good game, but you know, you can't you can't beat the OGs. Yeah, they 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 kind of they they uh, they brought it they brought it into the into existence, you know, and they kind of they got the monopoly on it, haven't they? One hundred percent. I mean, you know, like I said, the, the fact that they they made this kind of soul genre 
as a kind of subgenre of games. And obviously, it's quite memed, right? Because for a long time, anyone would compare any hard game to Dark Souls, you know, like the famous Cuphead incident when Cuphead came out. And that guy, that reviewer, couldn't get past the fucking tutorial <laughs> and said, like, oh, it's the Dark Souls of like, it's, it's of Dark shooters. Souls. And it's like, oh my God. And that started the entire shit off with, you know, all that kind of business. And there is a lot of controversy, to be fair, around around this game as well. Not just people are excited about it, but there is a lot of controversy because Dark Souls for a long time hasn't hasn't necessarily been the most accessible game for audiences to play. Um, and I definitely think there is there is a, a lot of discussion there and a lot of debate about that as well. I don't want to really go into it in too much detail because it is quite it's, it's quite a lot to it. Um, but ultimately, it kind of boils down to kind of accessibility versus kind of difficulty. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and I think having level. having the um, having the ability to make the game dynamic in a way that that will benefit whoever yeah. plays the game yeah. is the most important thing, right? Because... Exactly. I I think that that FromSoft don't want to don't want to you know compromise their their vision of the game or how difficult the game should be but obviously the games you know should be more accessible because the original dark souls games they're not very accessible at all right the games are all incredibly dark as the name suggests the controls are very fiddly and there's very limited things you can do about changing that very Um, fiddly is the polite way of saying they're fucking awful yeah the the original ones are awful right they are very good in dark souls 3 i want to say that dark souls 3 controls are, are very tight um but, but again, that's because you know it bleeds Bloodborne, right? Exactly, right. It's an influence yeah. of Bloodborne. This is what I'm saying, right? This is what we're going to see, hopefully, come through in this game, right? We're going to see all of those things put together because, from what I've seen from reviewers, they are saying that this is a lot more accessible, which is really nice to see. Now, I'm not expecting them to hit us with uh, Halo Infinite levels of accessibility, right? Because I think at the moment that's probably the gold standard for accessibility in video games. Yeah, um, that and the New Horizon game that's come out has also got some really good accessibility features in for sure. Um, but I, I guess the TLDR I'm saying is I don't think the situation the issue revolves around making games easier. I feel like they just need to be more accessible to everyone can play them to any Absolutely. level. You know? Yeah. I think that's the, the big deal. Because you know, we we like people like FromSoft games for, for being difficult, you know. From software have said themselves, right? Their games are always about trying to challenge the players to overcome things using their own their own ingenuity um and their own cunning, you know, and their own knowledge rather than, than relying on, you know, guides and whatnot and that kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, there's definitely a time and a place for accessibility options to to assist people to play, especially people who can't play in certain ways, you know. Everyone definitely deserves to have a fair crack at the whip, and and ultimately it doesn't necessarily, you know, affect your enjoyment of the game, right? Well, well yeah, exactly that, exactly yeah. that. As a, I'm a man, obviously, that will play games on the hardest difficulty because <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm regretting it, playing Star Wars on the hardest difficulty, actually, because it's kicking my ass at the moment, man. I'm not going to lie. Some of the did, you, did you actually go all the way? Yeah, I, the I, went, all the way. I went all the way. Yeah, mm. and I, I ain't gonna lie, it's, it's been fucking difficult, bro. I got eaten by a giant slug last night. No idea what happened. I thought it was going well. <laughs> Jumped down a hole. Slug just ate me in one go. I was like, what the fuck? I got choke slammed by that robot from fucking Rogue One as well. I was yes. like, what, what's yeah. going on? What the fuck is going on, bro? It's hard as fuck, right? But like, yeah, that, I that game, um, yeah, definitely, it definitely doesn't pull its punches. It's fucking but... difficult, yeah. It's fucking hard. Still it's easier really than Dark Souls, though. Still it's... easier than Dark Souls. <laughs> That's the thing, right? With Dark Souls for me, right? It's not even the fact that it's extremely hard because it is a very it's hard. It's just game. unfair. It's a very hard game when you first start the game, right? But yeah. over time, right, you learn and you adapt and you overcome, like the meme. <laughs> I don't want to make the meme, but it's true. You know, you learn, you overadapt, and you you and you overcome the challenges the game presents to you. Um, which is, I guess, sort of why there is no difficulty setting in Dark Souls, and it only goes up, you know? So you play the yeah. base game, and that's difficult, and then if you want to, you can go to New Game Plus, or New Game Plus 1, New Game Plus 2, New Game Plus 3, New Game Plus 4. I think it caps out at, like, New Game Plus 8 or something like that, and it doesn't get any more difficult after that, but you can still keep doing it. 
if you want yeah. to. Fair um, play to you if you stuck around and, and yeah. stuck with it for that long. Yeah, fair play indeed. <laughs> you are incredibly nails, you know. Um, so I don't know if Elden Ring is going to have something similar. Like I said, people have already said, though, that it is a lot more kind of accessible. And and a lot of people, I think, that maybe haven't picked up a Dark Souls game before will probably get a lot out of this. Because what I've seen so far, the movement seems more dynamic. The movement seems more like Bloodborne. Uh, there's jumping in it, which is from Sekiro, obviously. There's a mount system, which is oh, totally brand new to the game. But the movement feels really fluid. From what I've seen, the movement looks really kind of on point which is awesome and i think they've taken all that from sekiro yeah and i think ultimately um more to more to the point that we've been making mm. that um difficulty from the actual challenge of the game is totally acceptable however yes. difficult that might seem at the time right yeah but difficulty from from controls i've always had a bugbear mm. that's always been a bugbear of mine yeah. because if you're just if you're completely handicapping us from the very very get-go yeah that's just not fun. I mean, that, I mean this obviously just... comes right back to the days, doesn't it, when we spoke about, um, in the PS2 series, when we spoke about uh, the original Resident Evils briefly. Oh, crikey. Uh, you know, the tank back controls, to tank, right? <laughs> yeah, tank, yeah and, that's, you know? and that's something that we just had to get to get on with, right? All four controls. Like I said, I don't feel like we should be suggesting bringing that back in any way, shape, or form ever again. No, no, absolutely <laughs> it's not. It's just not interesting at all, right? Even though it's a system that I'm used to now, yeah. I don't want other people to have to you go through wanna, what I went through. You don't right? want to have to play with tank controls. I'm, I'm, like, a, I'm, I'm like a caring parent now, and, and, <laughs> and the world is my child. I'm just like, please even, don't. Even though I do, do love, I do love the fixed camera angles of the originals, right? And... The fixed camera angles and this atmosphere and I think, you know, yeah, fixed camera angles obviously in horror games right are incredible because brilliant. it allows the, the the producers it allows the the devs to control what the player sees. You know, the player can't necessarily scum it a little bit by you know clipping the camera around the corner or something like that, right? It, yeah, it fully controls the action, which is incredible. But the problem is, it's just so fucking retro. It's it so is. retro. It does not. It's just not accessible. It's like it's and, and ultimately, the 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 greatest immersion has always come from the first person perspective oh, of right? course yeah and yeah even so, more so right yeah first person will always always be the ultimate immersive experience because that's you literally face to face with everything then right yeah absolutely um, and you know and with the um with the we're in the in the dawn of the vr age as well oh, even more so right then it's right yeah. up in your face you know literally literally right on on top of you in some in some cases yeah i i mean i i can't i can't wait until we're getting souls like vr games that's oh, gonna Lord. that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a crossover that we didn't realize we needed from, from what i can see so far about this game in terms of like the future for this game i'm not too sure really from software are a very very bizarre company right in the way they do things the way they bring out games um obviously yeah. this game has been in development for quite a long time now and internally probably a lot longer and i know for a fact it overlapped sakara's development as well so this game has been actively worked on as long as Sekiro was being worked on. And Sekiro obviously came out, um, I forget when Sekiro came out now, it was in 2020, 2019? I think maybe? so, yeah. Something like that, I think it was. twenty. Yeah. I want to say 2019 maybe, mid-2019 perhaps. I can't fully remember actually when Sekiro did come out now. Yeah, it, was, um, it, was, it was definitely a couple of years ago. It's been, a, sure. it's been a while now, yeah. So, so you know, back, this back is, two or three years. This has least. been an active development since then, you know. They've obviously taken bits and bobs from that as well. Um I don't know what they're going to do next. I don't know what From Software going to do next, right? Um, this is obviously such a big game. People are saying this game is massive. Some uh, some journalists have said that it's taken them around 15 hours before they've even beat the first main boss of the game, which is incredible. Wow. Um, it's obviously open world, right, as well, so you can do whatever you want. So it's like an actual estimate on how long the game takes to complete is kind of hard to call at the moment because there's obviously certain things you have to do to complete the game, but then because it's open world, you can do whatever you want to do, you know? I don't know about other people, but when I play open world games, it takes me probably double the length of time it is to complete it. 
Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I feel like me and you are quite similar in terms of that because we like to swan around. I do everything, mate. I do, do yeah. everything. Do I'm still not finished The Witcher Three because I keep doing other shit in that game. That's not the main game. I've, I've never I've, finished Skyrim for exactly I've, the same I'm reason. Really, not finished Skyrim. I mean, in all no. fairness, I feel like I actually think the main quest of Skyrim is trash. To be fair, yeah. um, I, I, I don't have enough investment in it. it I'd rather go, side go quests, around. Yeah, it's the side quests that make Skyrim really good. Yeah, I still yeah. think the main quest line is shite for Skyrim. I think the ending of it is shit. The build-up is shit. It's actually not that good at all. But the side quests in that game—that's where the game really, really. The game shines. itself is great, but yeah, like yeah, the, story the game is, itself. You know, but the actual story is kind of shit. It's not good at all. Like I've not met many people that have said, "Oh yeah, I really enjoyed the main storyline, the main campaign in Skyrim." It's honestly, it's not great. But everything else that's come from that game has been amazing. You know, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. The Witcher has another a different kind of problem because for that game, the main storyline is still good, but the game has so many side quests you want to go and do, you get so distracted, you just never go back to the main quest. And when you do, you end up clarting everything <laughs> because you're so powerful. Yeah, <laughs> you just walk up and you just one shot everything. You know, that's the that's the real problem. That's the problem with a lot of RPGs. Though, to be fair, if you go off and do all the side quests, right, you eventually get to the main boss and then you just absolutely whoop them. Yeah, and that, and that's it. Like the pacing can be an issue because you go in at your own pace, yeah. and it's hard sometimes to do that as a gamer because you because you can just get so distracted, and, like you said. Yeah, so and, so and so fair, distracted. Like I don't think Elder Ring necessarily will have that problem. To be fair, because you know FromSoft have always been so so on it with their boss designs. Yeah, that it's. You yeah. can't really just walk in and face all many bosses. If you step into an area first, you're not meant to be in, you're going to feel it, aren't you? You're going to feel it very quickly, yeah. And and obviously the way the bosses work in this game as well, or if it's like roaming bosses also, right, like it's going to be fucking wild. Because like in Dark Souls, obviously, right, you get a little bit of foreshadowing sometimes before you face a boss or Bloodborne as well. Because you see the gates, yeah? The fog gates yeah. are synonymous for, for bosses and boss fights. Um, especially if you've died, obviously, you know when it's coming up on you. Sometimes it's not boss gates the first time, but you know, subsequent times, right? Yeah, with this game, open world. If there's roaming bosses, yeah, you're not going to get any indication that's going to happen. You know? Yeah, you're going to be you're... minding your own business, and then all of a sudden yeah. you're going to get fucking crushed. It's like the memes, right? The, the Dark Souls boss memes, where people put a lot of Dark Souls boss music on something and give like a health bar. That's going to happen yeah. in this game all the time. You're going to come across the enemy, and suddenly you're going to get the big health bar, mate. The movie's going to start playing, and it's going to get fucking intense. <laughs> Very I quick. Just, I, yeah, I, I love I love it whenever I see a meme and they play like the cleric beast sound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A, <laughs> it's just a, that god awful screech. Like <laughs> a good a good meme that uses a lot of them is um, the Vaud of the Boreal Valley theme from uh, Dark Souls Three. Oh, okay, gotcha. I'll send it to you because you probably won't know it from the name alone, but I guarantee yeah. you've you've heard the song probably um, because of uh, just 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 for, it's used in memes all the time and it's so so funny. I'm um. um I, I'm classic. also as, as well from the trailers. I'm I'm picking up this. There's definitely they, they love to lean into that Lovecraftian cosmic horror theme, oh, don't well, they? No, that's mad. Yeah. Oh because, my god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've actually this is something that wasn't really shown off before, but in the new trailer, it's not really special, some of the bosses look yeah. fucking awesome. They've shown they? off some extraterrestrial shit going on, dude, and that's wild because like obviously we had them touch on that with with, with Bloodborne. There hasn't been any of that business in Dark Souls at all, right? It was a very different game thematically. Uh, yeah. Bloodborne explored a lot of that Lovecraft in older horror kind of deal. This game, like I said, they're taking bits from their other games and they're putting them in. You know, yeah, they're in, they're mishmashing them together. Um, I think Miyazaki, the main, main lead behind it, is is has crafted a crazy story here. He obviously did it as well with um, George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin apparently helped out on the initial stuff. I don't know if his involvement has been as heavy as people said that it was originally. Yeah. Um, 
Everybody assumed that he just like he done, just shipped, yeah, he done the entire King story, the throne so he could come and help on this, right? Yeah, Which yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. is going to be the case. No, I don't, I don't think that's at all. From what I understand, like Miyazaki and his team, other people that have crafted this story majorly, um, and I think that George R. R. Martin did maybe a lot of consulting on the start at the start of the project, and like the midway through the project, um, and I think he helped to kind of lay the initial foundations of the world and the setting, but I don't think he's done too much after that. You know what I mean? I feel like his his involvement has been a bit overstated. He's definitely helped out for sure, um, but yeah, how much he's helped out, I'm not too sure. I'm yeah, I mean, and any involvement from him is going to be a big deal, right? Well, but... yeah, huge, huge fantasy writer, right? Like you know, for him, yeah. it's um, it's a it's a it's a massive contribution to get him on project. You know, Game yeah, of Thrones is one of the biggest fantasy series in the world. Yeah, I don't think uh, there are many other individuals, um, especially not ones that are obviously still alive, that would that would mean as much, right? Oh no, no I mean not, right. obviously, if you could pick the brains of J.I.R. Tolkien, right? Oh yeah, we're, we're certainly running out of uh, famous fantasy writers, right? That are still, yeah, still among yeah. us. Um, so yeah, to have him on the project is a big deal, you know. Like I said, Dark Souls obviously bleeds fantasy; it always has bled fantasy. Um, so to have him on is is pretty pretty big. A big um, deal. I'm interested to see like how much he's contributed to it. To be fair, it'd be cool to see more of the world as we get into it. Like the new trailer, the Rise Tarnished one. That one dropped a lot of cool story highlights, which was kind Definitely. of exciting. They did do a bigger story trailer, but I've actually not watched that one. I've sort of, uh, I'm not, I don't want to watch it. I want to go in totally fresh. You know, going blind. Yeah, totally, totally fresh tomorrow after work, mate. That's that's going to be my Friday night. Honestly, mate. <laughs> did you get Did you get the pre order? What's that? Sorry, dude. Did you actually pre-order it? Did you? No, no, I didn't. I actually pre-ordered it. I'm going to get it just on release because the thing is, oh, you're just going to buy it. Yeah, the okay. thing is with preloading, like it's not bad, but like when I got Cyberpunk, I realized a mistake with preloading, which was unless you've got like a really, really good hard drive, yeah, and a really good internet and really good internet speed, it's not, it's not always worth it to be honest, yeah. because you preload the game, but what that does is that downloads the game files, but the game files are obviously encrypted, right? Because yeah. you can't just because it stops people just accessing the game early. Because what sense does that make? You know, you released it early, everyone's got access to the game files. No, the game files are encrypted. So when the game actually comes out fully on Steam, um, you have to then unencrypt the files, and that takes time. And if you've not got a very fast hard drive, that could take a while, especially if the game's big. Um, the down the preload for this game is about forty six gigs, which isn't actually too bad. Um, but for yeah, Cyberpunk, which was like sixty odd, it was unbearably slow uh, and also you've then got a factor in day one patches as well which i know for a fact this game does have so with cyberpunk when i finally unpacked the game i then got hit with a day one patch of like 20 more gigs <laughs> before i could even play it i didn't play that game wow. until like half one in the morning it was ridiculous yeah so like i feel like it might just be a better idea for me because i haven't got super super fast hard drives just just get it on the day and download it or that makes it, perfect right tonight because it actually goes live in england 11 p.m tonight um 11, 12 p.m. tonight. So potentially just going to get it then and just download it then. Ready yeah. to go. I think it'd be quicker because I'm not going to be able to play it tonight. I mean, maybe I might jump on just a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit, maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've got to go to work tomorrow and I've got to sit through work. It's going to be the longest shift ever. It's a school a night, isn't it? It's, it's a school yeah, night. It's going to be the longest shift ever, I know for a fact, because I'm just going to be sat there like, oh. I don't know. I know there's people at work that are taking the day off to play it as well. So I'm just sort of like, oh, you're, yeah. I bet you're sat there thinking, lucky fuck, buggers. Fuck, I should have taken it off. Yeah, <laughs> I should have taken it off, man. Um, it's going to be a long shift. Just, just thinking about game, but you know, I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Like I said, my plan this weekend is to not do a lot, but sit down, probably my pants, and just play play Elden Ring. Mate, that's that's a great plan. <laughs> Get immersed into the world, mate. That that is my plan. Do it, absolutely, do it, mate. Um, but yeah, Elden Ring. 
I don't need to say anything more. It's coming out. It's going to be the talk of the internet for you know the next few months. I know someone on uh, a journalist on Twitter literally already called it the game of the year. Yeah, in I'm, February. I'm ready. I am ready for the memes as yeah. well. There's oh, going to be yeah. memes. Uh, and we're to- we're totally going to do uh, a From Software episode as well because I want to. I want to. I feel like talking about the Dark Souls games, Bloodborne and Sekiro in their entirety would be a really good, really good one. Yeah, and and, and while I haven't played all of them, um, hmm. I. Definitely, I'd I'd like to delve in. I'd, I'd actually like yeah. to learn more. Yes, yeah, um, honestly, yeah. There's, there's so I, I think that'll be a, a, so an educational much. experience. Talking yeah, yeah. about, I it. think it'd be really cool to do because we actually did, ironically, uh, touch on FromSoft, didn't we? Originally, when we did the PS2 we special, yes. we touched on a few of their original games like Armored Core uh, and a few of those other games they they produced for the PS2 way back in the day. Yeah, that was um, that that was that was definitely an educational experience. Oh, that, that was uh, certainly an educational experience. <laughs> I'll never forget Fantavision. Fantavision. <laughs> so long as the song. Yeah, yeah, totally because of the song. <laughs> I can't honestly, honestly, I really want to find someone who has a PS5 and just get them to download that because the fact that game is still playable on PS5, yeah, it makes me fucking laugh That's so great, much. Like is, a PS2 so... launch title playable on the PS5, you know, three consoles forward, it's still playable. <laughs> Unbelievable, dude. Mental. Um, pivot into some other news before we uh, we, we round off today. Um, Capcom announced a new project. Oh my god, this is massive news for about a week. Everyone saw the countdown on the site, didn't they, Zach? Everyone was sat there, fingers crossed. Everybody assumed it was going to be Resident is Evil. Is it going to be RE4? Is it going to be uh, Code Veronica? You know, is it going to be any of those games? Any of those Resident Evil games? Is it going to be fucking Resistance again, <laughs> or is it going to be Outbreak? Or, or is it going to be Outbreak? Else? Ooh, everyone was surprised uh, and ready to go. And what actually was it in the end, Zach? It was Street Fighter Six, which is no problem. I'm not against this. I like the Street Fighter games quite a lot, and you know, I'm a big fighting game fan. Like I said, it is one of my one of my guilty passions. It's one of my favourite genres. Um, low key, low key favourite genres. I don't shout about it a lot, but I do love fighting games deeply. Um, you know, I love the community, I love the spirit behind fighting games. I'm not very good at fighting games. Um, I'm, I'm not incredible. I'm not incredible either, to be fair, mate, but I just like the games. I like the communities around them. I like what the, the spirit that fighting games bring, you know. I've, I've only ever been good with Yoshimitsu on Tekken. So. Yamu! <laughs> Yamu! So, as soon, soon as I step out of that, oh, no, actually, that's that's uh, that's a lie, because um, I, I don't know, I was I was alright with Mortal Kombat for a little bit as well. Hey, um, yeah, when, we um, when we had the, uh, what was it, it was was it ten? The one yeah. with uh, the predator and the alien yes, and that yes, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Mortal Kombat ten. Okay, See, yes. I, I I really enjoyed that, and I, w- I was getting pretty good with them. But then I tried online, yeah. and I got my <laughs> ass absolutely handed to me. It usually, yeah, it usually happens. To be fair, and I was like, <laughs> I'm never going to go online again. <laughs> so, 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 so Capcom dropped this small teaser trailer for for Resident Evil for Resident Evil for Street Fighter <laughs> Street Fighter Six. Uh, and I mean, it looks incredible. Obviously, this is a trailer, so this is not indication of gameplay in the slightest. But it looks really good, and I've seen a lot of rumors out there saying that it's going to use the RE engine. So, oh, that'll be that'll be real clean. That's going to be pretty big, right? I mean, already yeah. if the trailer was done in engine, um, the the models look incredible. The models look really, really good. So, like, I wanna, I'm looking forward to seeing more because, like, we've said this before. You know, we're we're massive advocates for the RE engine. I think yeah. it's great. It's been used in numerous different games now. It's been used in Monster Hunter. It's been used in Devil May Cry and Resident Evil. You know, it's done its role of the Capcom games. So it makes sense that Capcom are bringing Street Fighter into the fold, right? It's another I, I, game. 
I have noticed it. something with with regards to to a lot of it, especially the promotional material. Yes, um, a lot of it is is very monochrome. They, it is. It, it yeah. seems very devoid of color well, and very yeah, this devoid is the massive, of the stylized yeah. kind of feel that you normally get from the Street Fighter games. This is the massive critique, right? That's 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 going on now about about um, the Street Fighter Six is the logo. So the logo is shown at the end of the trailer or the start of the trailer. I can't remember where. And man, the logo just looks shit. There's not really many ways to sugarcoat this. It just looks doesn't look good at all. Like, here's us like here's here's us berating people about talking shit about the Pokemon trees, <laughs> and then we're here like, oh, these logos are crap. Literally, okay, yeah. Let's, let's just take it back. Maybe not shit necessarily, right? I think the logo is fit for purpose, but not for a video game, and especially not for Street Fighter. It's not on brand at all. I don't is think it? it's on brand of Street Fighter in the slightest. No, like the no. logo itself looks very clean, very clinical. It looks like an app or like a company's logo, like and, not uh, really a game. A video game, like, like like we were like we were saying earlier, it kind of reminds us a little bit of the Frostpunk logo. It does, it does totally, and and like the Frostpunk logo definitely fits its its target audience right and the kind of game it's trying to be. Um, you know, this is Street Fighter though, right? Big high energy fighting game with crazy graphics, crazy characters, and crazy combos. Right, the whole thing about it is mad, and to see this logo, it just. It just doesn't have any soul. It just looks like it's missing a bit of soul. You know, it's flat. It, yeah. it, it seems very flat. So it, yeah. I, I don't know whether this has been done by design. Maybe as a bit of a teaser to just like to wet the whistle so much. But it, it doesn't exactly. You know, you don't look at it and go, "Oh, I'm really excited." I'm kind of like I'm looking at it and I'm like, Where, "Where's the where's the where's the soul, man? Exactly. Where's the soul?" Like, I I want to say that this is potentially just a concept because this is an initial trailer, right? This is a teaser trailer. This yeah. isn't anything. Final in its latest, right? We've got literally no information from this at all, you know. Yeah. So and, and, I, I don't and, think this know, is going to be final at all. I don't think it's going to be a final, a final logo. Definitely not. No, um, especially uh, but... with the amount of fan, <laughs> the fan <laughs> kickback I've seen online about it, right? Um, and also, if you and believe, it's going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog thing, isn't it? If you believe, if you believe, there is a, a, a post that went viral on Twitter uh, where some guy apparently found the template for the logo on the Adobe stock website for eighty dollars. <laughs> Uh, but slightly changed obviously and edited because you know you can get that on the adobe stock website so i don't know if that's actually true it looks very similar i'm not gonna lie it looks very very similar like all they've done is change a letter and stretched out and shortened down the outside edges a little bit capcom cutting um, costs on the street fighter logo like they did with the Res- the latest resident all, evil the, film. all the money has gone into the resident evil series now man they've got none <laughs> for the rest of their games they're like fuck we actually have to make another game that's not resident evil we have to make Street Fighter shit. <laughs> what we're gonna do? Um, <laughs> and they've also put the six. The six is really weirdly placed as well, like at the edge of the logo, and it looks you like said an it app. looks like a notification, doesn't it? It does, right? yeah, yeah. It looks was like memed. you've got six messages waiting to be read. It was me, like, oh yeah, my Street Fighter's got six messages. I got to read. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> six notifications. Right? That's what it looks like. It's just, yeah. The design is, like I said, not necessarily shit. Okay, bit harsh. It's just, I don't think it's fit for purpose personally i think it's i think it's missing the hit it's missing what what is street fighter right if you look at street fighter 4's logo street fighter 5's logo i mean it's vibrant it's pumping you I know mean, you've got... look at all the logos literally all the street fighter logos right they all have that identity that makes street fighter street fighter you know so it just seems very weird that there's been such a dramatic shift away from what made their logo you know what it was to to this no idea but hey, you know, again, it, it's early days. We don't know. Yeah, I, I am very much under the impression that it's 100% a concept logo and it's not going to be used on the final game at all. 
I 100% yeah. think that's the case. Uh, and people, once again, are just like going crazy about it and being like, holy shit, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, this this logo is awful. I can't believe this is going to be the final game, but it's like, this is this game is not going to come out yet at all, right? <laughs> it's going to be got a while. time. Yeah, you, you probably got a bit of time before this game comes out. So yeah. I think the logo will be addressed in that time. If not, then well, fuck. Street Fighter's got corporate, riot, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the only natural response, right? It's the internet's only natural response, right? <laughs> just, yeah. just fucking riot. Start burning the place down. <laughs> Smash and run, y'all. <laughs> uh, oh. There is um. Uh, while we didn't get any real Resident Evil news, what we did actually get um, there was there was a little drop of uh, to Resi Corner art. Yes. Yeah, it's Resident Evil Corner. Yeah, Resident we, Evil we Corner. Have to visit here every every uh, the five recording. to ten minute portion of the program where we only talk about Resident Evil things. I won't even take that long. I won't even take that long, sir. I swear. <laughs> I've got so much to give. Please, sir, no more kicking. <laughs> I've got so much to give. But yeah, we got some. We got some artwork. Yeah. Yeah, so from from various different games, actually, all, all previously unseen stuff. Um, I did actually see a little bit of a clickbait article, and I'm going to call it a clickbait article because I didn't click on it. Right? Hey. I don't respond to that kind of shit. You didn't get baited then. Um, but the title, the title actually indicated that they were like, "Oh, we've seen um, a piece of artwork about a certain uh, alligator from uh, Resident Evil Outbreak that might uh, indicate that they've got a new game coming, and, and so on and so forth." Um, I had a, look, a little look at a couple of pieces of the artwork, and it's okay. It's, a lot of it's like alternate costumes for characters and just just kind of stuff that never really made it into the game, right? But still, you know, quite a nice little a nice little touch, and you can you can access that from the from the Capcom mm. website if I I'm correct. But oh, that's yeah. very nice. That's interesting. It's cool. It's just just you know a little bit of something that you've that you've not seen before. Yeah. That think... artwork's always nice when there's a game. To be fair, man, the, the concept I love art. concept art. The concept I don't know art they you. dropped for. Oh, I love it. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. The, the concept art they dropped for a village was, was incredible. There were some really really nice um nice shots on there, uh, especially of the baby, the creepy giant baby in the uh, the Benavita house. That that baby had some very very disgusting and grim concept art made for it which i'm is still really not over that I, I i will i will go out and say it. i'm still not over it no it, still, it was a, it was still a creeps me out it's creepy as fuck that section is by far the scariest part of village 100 um the second scariest is chris redfield's face <laughs> ever changing <laughs> ever changing it's like, it's like zinch from whammer <laughs> honestly he has he, he he is like he's like the seasons he does he's got a different face for autumn spring winter he, you know. he just busts one out you know whenever he wants to <laughs> he wants a new look <laughs> he's channeling some like some serious hush vibes you know from the batman universe yeah, where he just yeah. plastic surgeons his own face every now and again for definitely a different look. definitely man um and also some 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 news some hardware news uh the steam deck the steam deck everyone it's finally almost out it's almost out uh it actually launches tomorrow officially um as well as Elden ring same time as Elden ring play Elden ring play Elden ring on the oh play Elden ring on the steam deck that's a that's an idea that is there isn't it oh you're welcome (laughs) Elden ring price but actually that's nothing quickly about Elden ring just just throwing really fast because that's another thing that's been people been talking about uh, is the price point of the game is uh 49.99 um, which is being praised for because there's quite a lot of content in this game for 49.99, and recently, obviously, there's been a really big push in the game world to start pushing games more towards the 60 mark. Um, 
it's been happening yeah. a lot more recently like games you know new games have been getting more and more more and more close to 60 pounds for a brand new game you know obviously convert that to your you know currency as needed um but Elden ring obviously you know and this is a massive game as well don't forget this is a huge huge game um from software could have easily banked in on that by making it a 60 pound game and they've chosen to go with the 49.99 route which is really nice actually very a very humble price tag for for what you get in there. I, I think it is considering the amount of stuff they're putting into this game uh the amount of value people are, uh, reviewers are saying you will get out of this game for the price point it's incredibly fair because like i said from software in a very unique position right they are one of those studios like rockstar like cg project red that have a lot of market share right a lot of people like their games and they know for a fact that when that comes out a lot of people will buy their games yeah because even if Elden ring had bombed its reviews yeah people would have still bought it I would have still bought it, you know. Same with New GTA. New GTA comes out, right? And if if the New GTA reviews badly, people are still going to buy it. If you make it, they will buy it. Exactly, because these companies are so big, yeah? They've got such fans, they don't need to necessarily, you know, rely on anything like that, right? So it's very nice to see that From Software is still flying the 49.99 flag on their games, Um, you know, especially if there's this much content in it. But, But yes, the Steam Deck, it's coming out. It's finally on its way. If you were very, very, very lucky and you got one of the first you know, the first phases, you're actually going to get the yours. pre-order. I mean, yep. yeah, I guess straight away. I don't know how long the delivery takes, to be fair. Um, I imagine they've got distribution hubs probably in every country or whatever country they're selling them in. Um, unless you're actually going to wait for international ship. I don't know. I don't know how they're doing it. I'm not too sure. I imagine they probably worked on getting stock in certain countries to, you know, that'd probably be the, the smart way of doing it. But I'm no, uh, I'm no businessman, so I'm not too sure. But it is finally coming out. Um, I cannot remember at all when I was in the the order chain. I don't know if you can remember when you were Zach. I can't remember. Um, it, I, I know. I know. I put my pound down a long time ago. Very so. long. A very long time ago. I mean, very we, long time. When ago, we covered so. it on uh, the episode, right? Or did you not even have it at that point? I can't remember. Were you? Were you um, I think I did. I think. I think. By the time we that was, when was that? That was. Um, oh, was episode two. That was a ago, very was very long time ago. Now. I want to say that was like. Um, is that August? It was actually. I have to check my sources here. It was a very long time ago, though. No, it wasn't even August. It was. Um... It was July. July, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure by the time that we'd done the episode, I put my put my deposit down on yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, July. What I, I can't remember the specific day. No, <laughs> but but regardless, right? What we're saying is we did not get first. We we did not get on the first phase. Um, no, definitely not. No, I'm I'm still on the fence. To be honest, still on the fence about getting. I don't know if I'm going to follow through with it or not. Um, maybe, maybe it's, it's looking more and more tempting every day. I won't lie. Um, they've recently released like a really big FAQ thing about the Steam Deck, which is quite useful. Uh, IGN have done a massive big uh, 31 question FAQ as well on the Steam Deck. Uh, which has actually a really nice screenshot of um, the Steam Deck being used on like the handheld mode, the table mode, and they've managed to connect like two fight sticks to it, and they're playing a fighting game. That's quite. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. That's quite an interesting way to use it, yeah, because obviously the connectors on it are so universal. You can put fighting sticks and peripherals like that just directly into it, you know, like a more accessible switch at that point. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Um, and if you could, if the Xbox accessibility controller works for it as well. That's even more incredible. That's even more accessibility options. That would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, just just from the from the kind of the fact that they're open to allowing folks to you know put their own operating systems and so on and so forth on there, right? Yeah. I think there's a, there's the the, the hardware is going to be incredibly versatile. And oh it's yeah, going to allow you can do for what, a lot of opportunities. You want right? it. Yeah, I know for a fact, right? If you wanted to get it on day one, you could completely strip everything off it and put Windows on it if you want to. 
you could make it into like literally at that point a mobile laptop kind of gaming thing altogether. You know, or yeah. put games that are outside of Steam onto it, um, like, like League of Legends, for example. Um, yeah, and, and they've also launched a verified game section, haven't they? Now as well on Steam, where you they can have, see, yeah, you can see what games in your library are deck verified uh, and what games aren't verified. Um, and like Steam has said, there's well, like Valve have said, there's going to be a lot of games out of the box that should just be able to run with no issues whatsoever. Yeah, there are obviously going to be games that aren't compatible. Um, yeah. like, like we like we said before, I think strat- uh, strategy games especially are going to struggle. Um, at base level? You, you might, base might, level, yes. Yeah. You, you might get away with, um, I, I imagine a lot of those will fall into those kind of like partial support category yeah, so where you can play it, but it's yeah. not optimized. I was yeah? going to say, is that what this counts as? Because on here you've got uh, deck verified and then you've got deck playable. Yeah, playable is like yeah. you can play it, but you, you're going to have to do a bit of a tit. You're going to have yeah. to do a, a bit of titting around with the settings, yeah. right? And then a deck verified, I guess, would have like an actual control scheme that factored in the the, the decks inbuilt. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that makes that's sense. right. That yeah. makes sense because obviously uh, games that probably fall under the deck playable category, I'm going to say most, if not all, strategy games, unless they have any kind of controller support. You know. Yeah, I think you. I think you probably get away with the um, Halo Wars Definitive Edition because yes, that's yeah, made for that, controllers. That, that does have control support, so that probably would be okay. But yeah, like default ones, I think it'd yeah. be a bit difficult, like Civ and whatnot. I think those games will probably require mouse and keyboards plugged in. Yeah, if you're it, yeah if you if you're gonna if you're gonna try and try and play something fucking massive yeah. like which I, you can I just do, you can yeah. yeah you can obviously plug command those in, command yeah. and conquer. I don't know whether uh, yeah. yeah that'll probably fall into like playable category yeah, yeah it's playable to the extent but you need some additional hardware to make it work right you're not exactly going to play mm. on the move you know um the thing is if i were to get this game there would only be certain games i'd probably play on it anyway on the move and it definitely would be strategy games for sure um, yeah that's it you it would be games i can't imagine I, myself yeah. sitting on a train thinking oh yeah i yeah. really fancy playing some kind of command and conquer right yeah, now exactly it's just, right it's just it's not gonna happen it's not, it? not the time or place right but well, playing dark souls or playing uh play out a ring you know <laughs> bit of doom last attempt bit of doom yeah doom would be really nice on it it'd be really tempting to be fair like I said, it is it is like a, a pro switch in a way. You know, it's a switch with a bit more bells and fancier bells and whistles, and a bit more you can do with it, really. Uh, and obviously, mm-hmm. if you've got a really big Steam library like myself and you know many other people out there, you, you'll get a lot of use out of it, right? Yeah, definitely. That, like, I think like that's we said why originally, I, didn't I, we? The bigger your Steam yeah, library, the more you're going to get out of it. It's kind of why I wanted to go for the for the the, the, the top end one. Um, I just I want as much storage as I possibly can have, so I can the top brass console, mate. I don't have to worry about oh what am I going to uninstall so I can fit it. I, no I don't got to worry about any of that I just yeah. bung it all on there it's fine just smash smash it on lad smash it on smash it on so yeah the Steam Deck is coming out very very soon I think this is a good time if you are on the fence so to um take a look at uh, the videos because obviously a lot of people are probably making videos about it um I imagine reviews will probably drop as of tomorrow on that I, I have a feeling um yeah. that. By the time we get ours, we'll probably want to do a little review on it. Oh, as yeah, well. definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Little cheeky, we'll, sneaky we'll sure, review. Yeah. If so. we do go through it, I know Zach is definitely going to go through it. If we do go yeah. through it, I think it would be a um, uh, yeah, a good one to do for sure. I need to. I'm tired of sharing the PC with the missus. <laughs> time I branch out and get modern something solutions myself. Require, yeah, modern, modern problems require modern solutions, right? <laughs> yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Um, just to just to get back into Elden Ring a second just found something rather curious Um, there is only 57 or 56 games that IGN have ever rated 10 out of 10 you know and uh, Elden Ring is one of them now 
which is quite interesting. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's only 56 ones that every 10 out of 10 review that IGN have ever given. Uh, other games that have graced this noble list include Super Mario Bros. Deluxe, um, Pokemon Blue, Red, and Yellow, all three, uh, Ocarina of oh, Time, nice. Legend of Zelda, obviously. Um, basically, you know, Soul, the first ever Soul Calibur game, Soul Calibur 1, uh, Sonic Adventure, Metal Gear Solid, you know, these are all literally all of the OG Pokemon games, Pokemon Silver and Gold. <laughs> Um, you know, so so this is the kind of pedigree that we are now kind of putting Ocarina of Time into uh, um, Elden Ring into, you know, alongside the greats like Ocarina of Time, Grand Theft Auto 4 as well, you know, these crazy, crazy games, right, that have defined generations Promising to be an instant classic isn't it? It's certainly looking like that man It's certainly looking like that, like I said I, I for one cannot wait, I hope people check it out like I said, if you've never played a Souls game before I think this could be one of the the best ways to jump into it you know, jump into the world um, especially if you don't want to play the OG Dark Souls or, or Demon Souls, I really want to play the new Demon Souls actually, but I haven't got a PS5 sadly, and it's still only on PS5, which breaks my heart. So I'd right, be patient, my friend. Yeah, I, I really be hope. It, I really hope it comes to uh, to PC sometime. I really do. But like, the problem is, man, it's the Bloodborne thing again. You know, it's the Bloodborne thing where it's just, I don't know if it's ever going to come to PC ever. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it, yeah, and and the thing is as well with the way that the landscape is changing, as we've discussed in previous episodes, mm. it might not necessarily be a case that the cross compa- cross compatibility thing mm. is actually going to be a thing, right? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, it would be awesome because to see it, it, come. it feels like it feels like both sides are kind of like battening down the hatches and buying up what they can. Right? Oh well, yeah. So, speaking of buying, actually, <laughs> little quick one of that. I don't know. Did we talk about that? I don't think we did. Talk about Bungie getting bought by Sony. That happened as yeah. well in a little interim period, obviously. So quite quite an interesting thing there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, with with the way that the landscape is changing, it's looking like it is looking like it's going to be a case of pick a side, mm. and uh, that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting. But, but like we said, they have they have shown the same kind of level that Microsoft did with Activision. Obviously, they've gone yeah. out and said that Bungie is still free to make Destiny a multi platform game with no issues whatsoever. Um, but obviously it's that uncertainty still on future projects from the company. Will future IPs have that same level of tolerance? Will a third yeah. Destiny game have that same level of tolerance? I feel I feel like it would it know. would have been a bigger deal if Halo was still owned by Bungie. Mm. I mean, it's kind of funny, isn't it? That, uh, yeah. that Microsoft now own the rights, yeah, to Crash Bandicoot and Spyro. Yeah. And <laughs> ironically, Sony now own the original creators of Halo. Yeah, it is. It, it's wild, funny, isn't it? What a funny world, isn't it? <laughs> if, you, if you'd have told me that back in the days of the PlayStation One or the Xbox, I'd have said, "Nah." I'll you, be honest. This, this one shit. actually, this one actually is very left field as well. To be fair, because um, you know Bungie have have been an independent company for only a little bit of time now, because obviously they were owned by Microsoft for a very long. Uh, Activision, they were, sorry. yeah. They were Microsoft, and then they were bought by Activision, um, and they were owned by Activision for a very long time. Um, and then a year ago or a few years ago, they actually bought themselves out of their ownership by Activision. They bought yeah, themselves. And, then, and, that, um, and now they've jumped over to the Sony side. Yeah, and they, so they actually bought themselves out, made themselves independent again, so they could work on Destiny, how they wanted to work on Destiny, and do all that stuff with it. Uh, and now, you know, Sony have, have taken interest in them. So it's very interesting to see them then go to another company after, you know, actually buying themselves out, right? Because if they never bought themselves out, when Activision was bought by Microsoft, they would have been back to Microsoft again. Yeah. Which would have yeah, been weird, wouldn't yourself. it? <laughs> You've had oh, free for free um, and Bungie. I've, I've actually, I've got something else. Um, oh. It's it, it, stepping away from games a little bit, but oh, it's yeah. still kind of media. Um, 
I have noticed because I've been rewatching uh, Daredevil oh, yeah. recently on Netflix yeah. um, that Daredevil and Punisher are making the jump over to Disney Plus. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah I heard about this as well. Yeah, uh, which is yeah, which which I'm finding really really interesting, and I've heard mm. through the grapevine as well through uh, through the various uh, internet sites, the various sources that um, they are they are planning to do some more content for both for for Daredevil and for Punisher as well, um, which I think's really cool. If that's if that's true, if that's if that's true, that's awesome. And it looks like the Punisher is going to be on the star side, oh, of so the more mature Disney side already, right? So the more yeah. mature. So it means, thank goodness, it. Mm. What it looks like is that they're not going to do a PG Punisher. That's good to see. I like that. Which will be really good. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame that Blade's going to go down the PG route. Well, uh, it won't be PG, but it'd be 12A. I right? mean, yeah. Um, but um, <laughs> In all fairness, I'm, I I'm what, relieved. I forgot I'm what film I saw a little while ago. That was a 15, and it was surprisingly violent for a 15. I can't remember what it was. What was it? Was it Matrix we saw? What was Matrix. Um, I think yeah, I think Matrix. There was, was a something 15. I saw. I feel recently one. that had like a fifteen rating or something like that, and it was surprisingly violent in sections to the point where I was like, "That's that's very sus that that's a 15. You know, yeah. but maybe that's me once again being like, "God, you're old now." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What I, was I, a I, what was a fifteen when we were kids versus what was a fifteen now? You know. Oh crikey! Yeah, like I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, I, I yeah, I don't want to age myself, right? I don't want to mention any films. I'm going to like, oh my god, like, uh, don't age yourself. I, I'm the crypt keeper. The crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, that, I mean, that was a, yeah. that was a cool little a little nugget that I uh, that I. Uh, no, that's very cool. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna probably hear us chatting about Blade when that comes out, really, because obviously, you know, we love the franchise, right? We love the films. Um, yeah, like like that, and, and that's it. Like we're 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 definitely on the kind of the dark Marvel train. Movie. Oh yeah, we for want sure. to see yeah, that. Yeah. I, I definitely think we can have a have a chat about that for sure when that film comes out. Because I mean, yeah, you know, we love we love the original Blade films. So I'm Blade kind of I'm, I'm low key kind of hoping that they're going to do a, another Blade game because um, that'd be cool. I yeah, feel like that'd be cool. I feel like that would be really cool with the, yeah. with, the, with, the, with the kind of the, the the potential we've got for games these days. I feel like Blade would be a really cool game. I mean, yeah, yeah the, the, I remember playing the old Blade Two game back in the day. That was actually okay. To be fair, it wasn't too bad. That was fun. Yeah, um, that yeah. was a really it fun was surprisingly game. playable. You know, it was. It had the um the radial combat system as well, where you use the use the right thumbstick and the direction that you push it in is the direction you attack in melee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was kind of cool. So you had like it was like a like a full three hundred and sixty arc of fighting that you could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was kind of the free flow before free flow combat was a thing. You know, like the Batman stuff. It was um not at all like the same level as I rate. You know, we rate those other game films like Lord of Rings and that. But it was it was good. It was decent. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, it was, um, it was pleasantly mediocre. I would say, as, surprisingly as as playable. But yeah, but it was, it was a good, good little bit of fun. And you had, um, you know, a couple of little cheeky lines from the film, like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer, and all that. Kind of stuff. Yeah, man. It, like I said, it was, it was okay. It, it, it wasn't too bad of a game at all. It was, it was definitely um, enjoyable, especially if you're a Blade fan as well, right? I think you get a lot of it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you think get a, get a Blade game up and running like. Yeah, very maybe very much in the same way as like those like the Batman Arkham games with that free flow combat. Can you imagine that? Ooh, with like that'd be really vampires, cool. yeah, to that be would fair, be cool. That, that, fun, that would be it? really cool, actually. That would be really really cool because because the Arkham games are really good, right? The the combat system in those games is so big and punchy, um, really really nice, right? I reckon that would definitely blend nicely to to Blade's universe. 
maybe if Rocksteady is in the is in the open market for it, and they fancy stepping <laughs> away from DC for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Know. Well, when when the you know Suicide game, Suicide Squad game finally comes out, um, it is sort of feeling like the game that's been in development for so long now, and everyone's been talking about it for so long. Um, yeah, can't remember if there was a release date actually. I think there maybe was. Now I'm not too sure. It looks good though. It does look good. It does actually seen. look good. Yeah, from what I've seen, it looks very enjoyable. Um, and I'm interested because I mean, the Suicide Squad are cool characters anyway. Rocksteady, you know, really good company. I like the Arkham games quite a lot. Obviously, the last one was a little bit ropey in places when it first came out, but it got better. Um, yeah, yeah. And this is a very different kind of game as well to the Arkham series of games. Very, very different because there's there's actually sections in this that are more third person shooter than they are anything else. Yeah, it, it's um, it, it, again, you know, in the same vein as like we were talking about the Pokemon games and them kind of breaking the mold and stepping out the, outside the, the yeah, usual I, I mean, box. That, that's probably why this game has taken so long, to be honest with you, man, because yeah. it's, it is yeah. a very big departure from the gameplay systems we saw in Arkham, the Arkham series. I will always say that I am happy to wait for a game. I, I don't want a game to come out prematurely. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah, that it's, game It's the famous quote, ready. isn't it? It's the famous yeah. Nintendo Miyamoto quote, right? Like a, a rush game is, is bad forever, you know, that one. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I think, think that definitely rings true, right? More power to Rocksteady for for keep for cooling their jets and and keeping the game in development until yeah. it's ready. Yeah, it's the um, yeah. Here we go. What is this? So Miyamoto famously said many many years ago that a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is bad. Is forever bad. Very yeah, wise yeah. words. Very very wise words. Right, that a lot of people definitely live by, and I think a lot of people um you know, uh, resonate with quite a lot, especially after... I mean, we, we adapt that in our podcast. We do. You know, we don't like to rush through our podcasts, our, our episodes. Exactly. We take our time because... And, uh, and, it, and, it, and they'll probably still be bad forever, but at least we did it at our <laughs> but it pace. it might be eventually good, you know. <laughs> it might be eventually good. Maybe we'll age like wine instead of aging like milk. <laughs> Ooh, nice and fine. It depends. If we age like milk, if we age into like a cheese, that'd be okay. You know, like hard oh, and calcified like a cheese, you know. Mate, I love me a vintage cheddar. I love know. me some good cheddar. Man, you know what I mean? With, it, with a cheddar, though, it's got to be like, I want to take a bite, right? And I want to, my eyes got to water a little bit. I, I, I want it to take the the, uh, the the top layer of skin off oh, the roof yeah. of my mouth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got it's got to be a bit potent, you know? It's got to be that, that's potent. when you're cheddaring properly, mate. That's when you're you're really hitting that vintage hype, you know? But oh, I yeah. think the problem I found recently, <laughs> we're talking about cheese now. <laughs> 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 the problem I found recently with cheese, yeah, especially old cheese, is uh, I'm not, the older you get, yeah, the taster you get, but the more crumbly you get, and the crumbliness annoys me sometimes. I won't lie. Oh man, I'm yeah. sometimes annoyed by um, crumbliness. Do you know we always we always get one in uh, for Christmas, and it's like a, it's got cranberries in it, and I love it. <laughs> I love the taste, but the texture pisses me off. It's what I mean. It just the falls texture. apart. The crumbles, the problem, right? The taste is incredible, but the crumbles. Yeah, I just, and I'm just kind of gathering cheese dust cheese. up and just yeah. kind of like. You're just kind of like ushering it onto your biscuit then, aren't yeah, you? Exactly. Like, it's like you're just sweeping it up, sweeping it up with a biscuit. You know what I mean? I, I apologize for the cheese tangent follow there. Us, I don't know, I don't know how, we, how that follow happened. Follow us but... for more cheese, for more <laughs> cheese commentary. Anyway, thank you ever so much, everyone, for joining us once again for uh, a little bit of a special episode. You know, we covered RCS, covered Elden Ring, chatted about a few more happenings in the industry. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, if, if, you, if you like cheese talk, you know, let us know. Let us know. We'll do um, it again. Yeah. Join the Discord server and let us know that you like our food talk. And maybe we'll do a food-dedicated episode we just could do, for you. Yeah, just about game food. Game food. That could be a good one. Food from games. It's enjoyable. Oh, 
yeah, what we do, we do yeah. game snacks, Ooh. right? Our favorite game snacks yeah. and our choice of drink for that as well. That'd be quite good, yeah. Because I ain't gonna lie, food in games, if you ever played the Monster Hunter games, oh, dude, the food in Monster Hunter looks so good. Let's oh, do it. Oh, it looks do you know, so do delicious. You know there, are actual, there are actual cookbooks as well. Oh, there for, are, yeah, there are a few. But like, there's like the Skyrim cookbook and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, right? <laughs> there's uh, all sorts, isn't there? There's, there's like a Skyrim one, there's a Fallout one, um, yeah. World of Warcraft has one as well. Destiny has one. It's become a bit of a meme. It's become a bit of a meme actually now for like video game cookbooks to exist. I, I love it. I want to. I want to make a sweet roll just so somebody can steal it and somebody <laughs> go, "Oh, tell me, someone stole your sweet someone roll." Stole your sweet roll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to sign off now. All right, you before so much, it gets Jimmy. out of hand. <laughs> Take care. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. <laughs>